Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. I am delighted to have you with me. I gotta, well, I gotta go there. Some of you won't like it. I just, I got questions. I I got questions. People always, all the conspiracy theorists just asking questions. I'm just asking questions. The conservative candidate for the Wisconsin Supreme Court lost last night. Abortion actually was an issue, uh, but also was the issue of the conservative candidate had been a stolen election 2020 guy. Uh, had tried to round up names for some sort of litigation or some such. Uh, in 2020, was very adamant uh, that the election was stolen, and then wound up not actually campaigning with Trump and didn't want Trump's endorsement because it was political. Uh, you, you're not really supposed to be pushing for political endorsements when you're running for a judge under the ethics rules of Wisconsin and elsewhere. Trump supporters said, well, if he would have pushed to campaign with Trump, it would have been a big deal, except it would have violated judicial ethics. Uh, they're distracting from that. Um, he was a stolen election guy, and he lost. Carrie Lake was a stolen election gal, and she lost. Um, you had Blake Masters was not a good candidate, was backed by Trump. He lost. Uh, Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania was Trump's guy, and he lost. Herschel Walker was Trump's guy, and he lost. You had John Gibbs up in uh, Michigan uh, beat uh, Peter Meyer and lost against the Democrat there. You had what's-his-name in Washington State beat the Republican, uh, what was Herrera, who voted for impeachment, and then he lost Joe Kinn, I think his name was. You had um, Madison Cawthorn in North Carolina lost, and that other guy in North Carolina that Trump backed, he lost a Republican seat to a Democrat. And Donald Trump says, well, I endorsed like five bajillion candidates. Yeah, but in all the swing counties, in all the swing districts, in all the swing races, all of your candidates lost. I mean, even the guy in North Carolina, the young guy who lost, Madison Cawthorn's friend, who lost his race, what's his name, Bo Heiss or whatever, I can't remember his name, but he lost in a Republican district to a Democrat. So let's let's take this, let's step back from the indictment, and, and I just, I need to ask, and let's talk through this. Some of you listening right now believe the 2020 election was stolen. I'm, I'm not going to relitigate 2020 with you, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying, for sake of argument, let's say the 2020 election was stolen. In Georgia, it was stolen in Arizona. It was stolen in Pennsylvania. It was stolen in Nevada. It was stolen in Wisconsin. It was stolen in Michigan. Let's just say the elections were stolen in all those places. Let's, for the sake of argument, let's just say they were stolen. They were stolen in 2020 when Donald Trump was president of the United States. He controlled the Justice Department, the Defense Department, and Homeland Security. They were stolen in Georgia where you had Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger, Republicans in charge. 
They were stolen in Arizona where Doug Ducey was in charge, a Republican. They were stolen in Michigan where the Republicans control the legislature and the the um, the governor's – no, I guess she lost the governor's mansion, but um, the legislature. They, they were stolen in Wisconsin where Republicans control the legislature and the judiciary. Stolen in Pennsylvania where the GOP – uh, was not completely in charge statewide, but had the legislature. And Donald Trump controlled everything. So now fast forward four years. Fast forward four years. You still have Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger in Georgia, who Trump campaigned against, as well as the attorney general in Georgia. You now have Katie Hobbs, Arizona Secretary of State, now as the governor and a Democratic Secretary of State. You've got Democrats uh, fairly dominant is statewide in Arizona, even as they don't control the legislature. So that's changed. In Nevada, you've got a Republican in the governor's mansion now that you didn't have in 2020, but you've also got Democrats entrenched everywhere else in the state. You've got in Wisconsin now, you Trump supporters and your stolen election uh, candidates have lost the Wisconsin Supreme Court and you don't have the governor's mansion there. The Democrats now control everything in Michigan for the first time in 40 years. The Democrats now control everything in in Pennsylvania. So you've gone from 2020 where you had Republicans in charge in a number of these places, either at statewide or in the legislature, and Donald Trump in charge of the Defense Department, the Homeland Security Department, and the Justice Department, and the Republicans lost. You had Donald Trump and Republicans controlling all these states, and he believes the elections were stolen in those states, and now you've got Joe Biden in charge of the Defense Department and the Homeland Security Department, in the uh, Justice Department, and you've got Democrats entrenched now in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona. You've still got the same crew in Georgia, and Donald Trump hates their guts, and they don't like him. So if the election could be stolen in 2020 when Trump was in charge and you had Republicans in a lot of these places— How do you avoid it being stolen now when Joe Biden controls everything and the Democrats control these states? For the sake of argument, you assume they got away with it and stole the election in 2020. Your situation is even worse now. How do you win? Now, for the sake of argument. I'm willing to to take the sake of argument of the election was stolen in 2020 So now the situation is more grim. The Democrats control even more. How do you win? Now, for the sake of argument, you do me a favor and say the election wasn't stolen. He lost fair and square. Or as a buddy of mine, a congressman from Texas says, the Democrats stole it fair and square. They went to court and changed the rules before the election outcome or before the election, and that's how they won. And I think that's a fair statement. Okay, so the Democrats won. Now, for the sake of argument, I said it was stolen. How do you not have it stolen now when Democrats now control even more, including the federal government? So now, for the sake of argument, you humor me. He lost fair and square in 2020. Voters rejected him. They rejected him in 2018. They went with the Democrats overwhelmingly. In 2020, they went with Joe Biden. In 2022, Republicans were looking like they were going to have a very big, big year, and in fact, they didn't in 2022. Republicans everywhere did very well except in places where Donald Trump's candidates advanced to the general, and then they lost. So Republicans did great in New York. They did great in Georgia. They did great in North Carolina. 
Uh, they, they did okay in Ohio, though it was closer than it should have been with Vance. Uh, Ron Johnson did okay, but Republicans, they, I mean, they blew it in Arizona. They, they, they blew it in Pennsylvania. They blew it in, in uh, Michigan. They, they didn't do great. And according to the exit polling, 13% of Republicans sided with the Democrats. And for the first time since 2002, independent voters, even with high inflation, even with the bad economy, even with all of Joe Biden's failures, independent voters decided they would rather go with the Democrats than with a bunch of crazy Republicans who are focused on 2020. So last night at Mar-a-Lago, Donald Trump gets back on the stolen election in 2020. How do you, if you want to win, you don't just want Trump to be the nominee, you want Trump to become president again. If the election wasn't stolen in 2020, how does Donald Trump build a coalition of voters in 2024 that wins in a way 2020 he lost? What does he say or do to get people back to him? Don't say, well, if the economy goes into recession, clearly they'll vote for him because the economy sucked in 2022 with record high inflation. And these people still voted for Joe Biden. They still preferred Joe Biden to Donald Trump's handpicked candidates. How do Republicans win with Donald Trump? Now, there will be people who say, well, they can't win, but only Donald Trump can fight. I don't know. We got a guy down in Florida who flipped that state from a swing state to a bright red state and has put all sorts of wins on the board. I don't see a path to victory in 2024. And yes, it's true. In 2016, I didn't think he could beat Hillary Clinton, but he did. Hillary Clinton ran a disastrous campaign. The Democrats are indicting Donald Trump in large part because Hillary Clinton ignored Wisconsin for the last 100 days of the race, and they still can't acknowledge she ran a terrible campaign. And Donald Trump did win in 2016 against Clinton. So never say never, but if you believe 2020 was stolen and Donald Trump was in charge, I don't know how you can think 2024 can't be stolen, so why put up Trump? Let some other chump have it stolen from him. I mean, Donald Trump clearly failed in that regard. The other odd thing here is that, I mean, for Donald Trump hires the best people. I mean, he hired William Barr, who said the election wasn't stolen. He hired uh, the Christopher Wray, the current FBI director. He put in place this team of people. He hired Mike Pence, who is now going to run against him for president of the United States. It's fine to say you're going to be for Donald Trump because you're for Donald Trump, but I hope you understand that being for Donald Trump in 2024 is not being for Donald Trump in 2016. It's being for Donald Trump after 2018, after 2020, after 2022, headed into 2024 when 13% of Republicans in 2022 voted Democrat and independents for the first time since George W. Bush in 2002 voted Democrat. How do you get those people back? This is the Democratic theory of the case is that Donald Trump can't get those people back. If they wouldn't go Republican in 2022 in a crappy economy with runaway inflation, they're not going to go for Donald Trump in 2024. That's why I just think, and also if you get it, if you do go for broke and you get it, you only get four years. Just why I think maybe it's time to move on from him. Here's what I think Democrats in 2022 
went out of their way to ensure the worst possible Republicans got nominated, where it was Kent in Washington or Gibbs in, in Michigan or um, Oz in, um, in Pennsylvania, uh, the Michigan gubernatorial nominee for the GOP, the Illinois gubernatorial nominee for the GOP. Uh, they tried to get Eric Greitens in Missouri. Thankfully, that, that failed. Look at the Republicans in Kansas. I mean, they reelected a Democratic governor in Kansas. Look at Arizona. They they pushed for Carrie Lake and she won and then lost. And so now you see the Democrats indicting Donald Trump, hoping Republicans go with him. It just looks to me like the Democrats are shaping the field again, and they're shaping the field in Donald Trump's advantage. And they're not going to prosecute him. Uh, for federal crimes, and they're not going to prosecute him in Georgia until he's the nominee. And then once he's the nominee, you'll see him bogged down in court in New York, bogged down in court in Georgia, bogged down in court in federal court uh, with all these different cases. The media will have a field day about these cases. They will alienate him with independent voters again. Uh, They will drag him down, keep him from campaigning, and if they get lucky, lock him up in prison, which may not happen, but they'll so distract him he can't run an effective campaign against Joe Biden or some other Democrat if Joe Biden doesn't run. So what's your path to victory? It seems like the easier option, the better option, the more viable option, the one that might actually win is to not go with Trump as the Republican nominee, let him deal with the legal issues, or I suspect they all go away if he stops running. But if you believe the election in 2020 was stolen and Donald Trump was in charge of everything and Republicans dominated a number of these states that Democrats now dominate and now Joe Biden dominates the federal government, good luck not having it stolen. And if you recognize it wasn't stolen, but voters moved away from Donald Trump, good luck getting them back in 2024 when in 2022 they were willing to stay with the Democrats along with 13% of Republicans voting Democrats despite inflation, all because they despised Donald Trump and Trump's 2020 stolen election candidates. And now those 2020 stolen election candidates who the Republicans in Wisconsin nominated for the Supreme Court there have now for the first time in 15 years lost the Wisconsin Supreme Court to the Democrats. Good luck trying to redo this in 2024 and not have the same results. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and hoping for a different result. Hey, for those of you on the phones, I want to take all of your phone calls. Uh, This is just a short segment because I got an Omaha Steaks read here. I've got to get to in a minute and I want to do justice to your call. So just be patient with me. And for the rest of you who want to call in, 877-973-7425. Real quick, um, today is Holy Wednesday and Christians around the world, 2.2 billion people, focus on Judas's betrayal of Christ. I know there is a habit among some, and it has happened in the last 24 hours, of Trump supporters claiming Trump is like Christ, persecuted, and blah, 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 blah. I I would be hesitant to be so convicted of your politics that you drag Jesus into it. I'm deeply concerned about people of faith in this country being so enraged by people with politics opposite them who hold different views that they're not able to even attempt to love their neighbor. I have a commenter in my comment threads on something I wrote this morning on my Substack about 
uh, Judas and, and Jesus's half brother or first cousin, whatever you want to believe, Jude, also named Judas. We call him Jude. And the guy says, I, I, I just, all these Christians, they just will love their neighbor. They don't want to fight. I, best I can do is just not hate other people. That's, that's actually not good. That's, that's bad. You're, you're commanded to love your neighbor. Nobody said it would be easy. And this is the perfect time of year to be reminded uh, that if you're a Christian, you believe that a man, an innocent man, was tortured, beaten, nailed to a cross, crucified, killed, and buried, and rose again from the dead, and before he departed this world, said it, love your neighbor, don't become so cold-hearted that you can't. You need to be mindful of that. Don't let your politics poison your relationships with other people. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Watching the par three contest at the Masters. It is gorgeous. And seeing all the players' kids out there and the caddies' kids dressed up as caddies and the like. It's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited to go. I hope the weather's just not too awful but I'm afraid it will be. Okay, phone, as I promised, uh, this half hour. Uh, just going to go in order here. Frank, you're going to be up first. Welcome. Hey, good afternoon, sir. Enjoy your show. It's growing on me, I will tell you. Um, <laughs> I'm an acquired uh, voice. <laughs> well, no, you, 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 you've been mastering your, your processes, and I think you do a very good job of it. And I like somebody who can, you know, continually make themselves better, and I think you're doing that. Thank you. Um, with question, you know, I have a question. You know, you talked about um, the cabinet members who disagreed with the election being stolen, and I agree to a certain extent. However, we didn't know that the FBI interfered with social media. Mm-hmm. Is that not interference with an election? Is that, does that not help the election get stolen? We didn't yeah, know look. about. Well, well, wait, there were two other things, though, and this is what, 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 what I think the people that you're, you're missing the point with these people, Rush Limbaugh once said, it's not so much what you say, it's what you make them feel. Okay, and our government has made the, the people who voted for Trump feel terribly, and I, I was not a Trump surrogate. I did not vote for him the first time around. In fact, I was a, a bad citizen. I didn't vote, period, because I thought Clinton had it in the bag. And I, and I detest her politics. And there were a number of other reasons. Since then, I became a poll watcher, blah, blah, blah. I, I saw you at the, uh, at the uh, acceptance speech for the, for the governor. Um, but, but I will tell you this. If you think that people will just push it under the rug and swallow, and then you have Sussman get nullified by the jury. Now, you could say, okay, that's legal. You know, the jury can do that. But here's a guy that lied to the FBI and gets off. And so on and so forth. We're getting beat over the head. Now, maybe our party does stink. Okay, I agree with you. And there's traitors on both sides. And there's no Manchurian candidate. But I could care less about Trump's swing. But I enjoyed where the ball dropped. And that's what irritates me with people who say the election wasn't stolen. Now, whether it was stolen or not is another matter. But those things that happened, the the Hunter laptop, uh, disinformation from our high- you know, FBI, DOJ, whoever, who, where, who would these people think they are? And, and they get away with it? And what makes you think if DeSantis wins or anybody else wins, it's going to be much better? It's not. 
This okay. guy is, is a once-in-a-lifetime leader. Whether you like him or you don't like him, he did a lot of great things. And this buffoon that's there now is not even being – nothing is being done to him for everything negative that he has done. So I'll let right. you go, but thank you. I do enjoy your no, show. Look, Frank, you're, you're l- listen. Yeah, but well, well, please keep listening here because let me address this. You, you're, you're right that it is an emotional response from a lot of people on both sides now. And, and uh, to some degree, I have to be more mindful of that. People really don't care what you say these days. They care how you say it. Uh, and I, I tend to try to be like reason and logic, but we're in postmodern times where people have their own truth. They don't really care what the actual truth is. If, if they want to believe something by God, they're going to believe it. And you're, you're a, a jerk for disabusing them of the notion. Uh, but let me dwell though, more on towards your last point, Trump, unique leader. Absolutely. Once in a lifetime leader. Absolutely. And he did a lot of good when he was president. I, look, you didn't vote in 2016. I voted third party in 2016 because I hated them both. And I wound up, I supported Trump in 2020. Had his had Eric on the show, had Don Jr. on the show, had Kushner on the show, I had Pence on the show, uh, went up to Washington, D.C., met at the White House with them, was happy to help him in 2020. He proved and earned my vote. It wasn't just given. Um, but... He's also a man on an island, and he's done a terrible job of surrounding himself with competent people who can help him. I mean, you, if, if you say, well, DeSantis get there, it's, it's not going to get any better. Well, then maybe there's something larger at stake here, and, and maybe Trump was able to hit the jackpot once. Can he do it again? Probably not. And if you don't get everything you want, does it mean you haven't gotten anything you want? And that's part of the issue here, too, is that uh, there are a lot of supporters of Donald Trump out there. And, and, Frank, I don't know where you stand in this, but there are a lot of supporters who take the position that it's all or nothing. If I don't get every single thing on the list that I want, then I've got nothing on the list, even if I got 9 out of 10. I mean, DeSantis in Florida has put more points on the board than Trump when it comes to cultural stuff, other than changing the Supreme Court, which DeSantis can't do. He's battled Disney, and, and the left wants you to think Disney's won. That's not true. There's about to be huge investigation and litigation there. The, the fight's not over. He's pushed back unchanged uh, universities. He's pushed back on the wokes and DEI. When Donald Trump wanted the country shut down over COVID, DeSantis opened Florida like Brian Kemp in Georgia. So there are real differences there. And one thing DeSantis has been able to do that Trump hasn't been able to do is to try to persuade more congressional Republicans to come his way on stuff. So just because the style is different and the results are good, shouldn't we allow that? I mean, and again, this goes back to the emotionality of it. Uh, If DeSantis does everything right but talks about it in the wrong way, there will be a lot of people who are mad at him. If Trump can't do anything but talks about it in the way they want, they'll give him credit. Uh, and I think we have to actually put uh, reason above emotion on this stuff. And, and people, uh, some people, I think, are insulted. And I think the Democrats go out of their way. And some Republicans, like McConnell, and the, they go out of their way to insult people. I occasionally do. I admit it. But a lot of people also really, really want to be insulted and will hear you insulting them when they're not actually trying. Uh, We've gotten hypersensitive and very emotional in the country, which is part of our problem, and it transcends parties. 
Uh, Donald Trump was able to tap into a level of emotion on that, but not necessarily uh, lock it all in. Uh, and I don't know that moving forward in the country that if this was a once-in-a-lifetime thing with Trump, that he can capture lightning in a bottle twice. That becomes even more difficult, particularly when everyone and every institution and the parties and the governments are all aligned against him. Would you rather get 90% of what Trump could offer you with someone else or take a chance on capturing lightning in a bottle twice to get everything you want? At some point, that's on the voters of the Republican Party to decide. Do you want to take a chance that Trump can capture lightning in a bottle twice in light of 2018, 2020, and 2022? Or do you want to go with someone like DeSantis who flipped a purple state bright red or a Nikki Haley or a Mike Pence or a Tim Scott or someone else? Um, That's going to be for the voters to decide. 877-973-7425. Andrea, you're going to be up next. Welcome. All right. I, I got to ask you this question. Is it, do you go by Andrea or Andrea? <laughs> I hate that question. <laughs> it, I, I just go by life, jerk. I have hated that question. <laughs> well, that's, that's a solution. Maybe I should, should switch to that. I was baptized Andrea, uh, but my mother calls me Andrea. And I'm an upstate New Yorker, so I guess, Andrea, it is. But I just wanted to say that (laughs) I just wanted to say that I am beyond discouraged. First of all, I did vote for Trump in 16 and in 20. I I wasn't for him at the beginning, but he convinced me. At this point, I would absolutely walk through glass to not vote for him in the primary. I don't want all this chaos. I don't want. And you know what? The more I thought about it the more it really didn't sit well, all that lack of civility. I just feel like it was contributing to the downfall of society. You know, now that he calls this girl horse face, then he's getting $8 million from the people because he has a legit gripe about this lawsuit and being prosecuted. But he spends money to run as against DeSantis to lie about DeSantis on Social Security the same way that the Democrats would lie about him. No, thank you. Go away. That's I just that's how I feel. But be that as it may, you are saying <laughs> that the reason people aren't voting uh, for the Republicans is because they embraced that stolen election theory. I believe that's a component, but I think more than that, it's money. In Wisconsin, is it? They yeah. spent $14 million as versus $2 million. And my husband has a coworker in Wisconsin who said that the air was flooded with money. And this is the thing that I'd like to talk to you as a Christian about. What do you think of the fact that they're using abortion because they know it works at every turn, whether this is a person can, who can vote Yay or nay on abortion or not, they throw that up there. That's always on there. That horse was out of the Mm. barn for 50 years and walking around, and people are not willing to put that genie back into the bottle. And honestly, sadly, I think the only way to conquer that hill is to convince the people involved to not have the abortion. It's not to say, no, you. That just doesn't sit well. So I got to say, on abortion, I think Republicans, when you look at some of these places like Wisconsin and Michigan, uh, Republicans nationally are going to have to recognize that we got to let federalism work. And what works in Texas or Florida may not work in Wisconsin and Michigan. 
And if you want to put points on the board and advance your side, you may have to compromise at the state level on the life issue where the voters actually are and try to persuade the voters over time to come in your direction. We persuaded voters nationally, I think, by and large, 55% of Americans consider themselves pro-life, but only about 35% are pro-life from the moment of birth. So if you push, for example, in a place like Wisconsin, um, no abortion at all from the moment of conception, you're going to lose that state. So the question is, do you want to hold your head high and lose that state? Or do you want to say, all right, 15 weeks, not from conception, and maybe win that vote? Um, Abortion is an issue at the local level, and people are not of uniform position. And to the extent that they are in positions, they tend to cluster by state. And so you got to have a custom message for each state. On the larger issue there of uh, where do Republicans go, you're absolutely right. It was a massive, massive advantage for the Democrats in funding of the race in uh, Wisconsin. I will tell you one of the things that has not come out but probably will, but I know from talking to a lot of people, including a number of the people who gave money up there, is that uh, the Republican donor class rightly believed that they picked the absolute weakest candidate possible to run that race. I mean, I know people who poured millions of dollars into that seat to try to help the GOP win it, try to help uh, Kelly win it. And they went into it knowing that they were going to lose their money and not get anything for it, but they still wanted to try because they think those, uh, the voters up there nominated the worst possible person to run uh, on the conservative side. Uh, Candidates ultimately matter. And when you put up candidates who alienate themselves from voters, guess what? Uh, They're going to lose races. The GOP base seems to have gotten terribly uh, horrible at discernment when it comes to picking viable candidates. They, they, I I think a lot of Republican voters at this point have decided we got to win the primary and they forget. You've also got to win the general election. It's not just about the primary. Uh, You can't win the primary and say, screw those guys. We won because no, no, now you're up against a Democrat who now you've alienated everyone from you and they're going to lose. That's a problem. One of the groups that's trying to crack through this is Patriot Mobile. They're trying to put points on the board. They're trying to advance the cause. Uh, They need your help to do it. And the way that they do it is with Patriot Mobile, they take a portion of their profits and they grow the conservative movement from supporting conservative parents against wokes on school boards to supporting the pro-life movement, to supporting the Second Amendment movement, to supporting good candidates around the country. All you have to do is move your cell phone service to them. You get guaranteed great service with Patriot Mobile. They already use the same cell towers you are probably already using with your current cell phone company. You can take your existing phone number to them. You get free activation with my name. You go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric, PatriotMobile.com slash Eric, or you go to uh, 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. Get free activation, get great discounts, be a part of a movement with a company that wants your business and shares your values. Breaking news, the Indiana governor, Eric Holcomb, has just signed legislation that bans uh, trans surgery for minors. I'm not going to use the propagandistic term gender affirming here. It's it's, um, chemical castration and physical surgical castration, uh, among other things, that he is banning for minors in the state of Indiana. Uh, that has just happened. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. You want to grow your business, need access to $750,000 or more lenders giving you a hard time, reach out to First Liberty. They might be able to help you. FirstLibertyGA.com. They do business with businesses nationwide. FirstLibertyGA.com. 
to the phones. Don, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show. Okay. Let's see if I can make you look good because I know that's my job. All right. Yes. Uh, I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, what you've said about the left being like orcs and their propensity to turn on each other. Uh, but I believe that the Democrats also know what they've unleashed by indicting Trump. Mm-hmm. So what happens to Alvin Bragg when he, when he fails? Do the Democrats turn on him and force him to resign? Will he be disbarred? Uh, I don't think he will be disbarred. I, now, I'm not a New York lawyer, uh, but the, the uniform rules are, are they're kind of the same in most states. He's not going to be disbarred for bringing this prosecution. However, he probably will be run for off, run out of office. If Donald Trump, for example, were to win the presidency based on people's sympathies over this case, he would absolutely be vilified, ruined by the Democrats, driven from the practice of law, not disbarred, but probably never work again except in some like uh, community hole where he's working with uh, indigent, um, impoverished people who need a lawyer to write a nasty letter to a to a landlord. Um, the Democrats <laughs> will vilify and turn on this man uh, if this case is thrown out. They will say he's an idiot. Uh, he will probably even undermine uh, George Soros's efforts to get other future progressive prosecutors elected, given that he's one of the ones Color of Change voted for or is funded. Uh, yeah, I mean, Alvin Bragg has probably just written his legal obituary by doing this to Donald Trump because this case, I mean, like, as for example, Don, the, the New York Times today has a piece out, um, an analysis piece by Charlie Savage, It says, a surprise accusation bolsters a risky case against Trump. The unsealed case against Donald Trump accuses him of falsifying records in part to lay the groundwork for for planned lies to tax authorities. And even the writer of this is largely incredulous of how Alvin Bragg intends to advance this. Bragg won't say what the underlying crimes specifically are, and he can do that up front, but he can't do that moving forward. He's got to decide. And for Alvin Bragg to say, well, it could have been campaign finance law violations, or it could have been a conspiracy to uh, fabricate and lie to tax authorities in the future, those two are incompatible with each other. He's got to pick one. And if he picks campaign finance rules, well, good luck prosecuting it. Uh, You really can't under federal and state law. If you pick uh, a future plan to uh, lie to tax authorities, good luck doing that when your paperwork that you falsified was all private paperwork inside the company, not public and not even available to tax authorities. How, how do you do that? And by the way, that's not a crime. That's the conspiracy to possibly commit a future crime. It, it, this is really, I, I can't emphasize this enough. I realize those of you on the left, you just want him in prison and you don't care why, but there are rules at play here, and those rules must be followed. And if you do not follow the rules, you do not get the conviction. You get the case thrown out. And Alvin Bragg has cut so many corners just to try to get an indictment. I don't know how this even makes it to trial. I actually will be surprised if the judge doesn't throw this out on its merits uh, even before a trial. It's just so speculative. 